0: Hey there, welcome to the House Podcast. We hope that today's message challenges you in the best ways. Remember to reach out to us anytime and we hope that you enjoy today's message. It's really great to be together. I want to thank uh, the moms, wish you a happy Mother's Day and uh, thank you for all you do. For your families to model Jesus and serve your families so well. Wish my own wife, Angela, my mother-in-law, Shirley, happy Mother's Day. And uh, today is always bittersweet. I lost my mom a number of years ago. And so these days sometimes come with mixed emotions. And there, there can be some pain and loss and as well as celebration. And so wherever you're at in that, we hope that uh, God's uh, spirit will be upon your life with grace and peace. And that there will be someone that you can celebrate and lift up today. Uh, I have the privilege of introducing our new series on our vision and values. And uh, to really start with this and to give some framing, it's that our, our mission, as we think of our mission statement for our community, is to make fully committed followers of Jesus. That's really the big picture idea. That's what undergirds everything we do, all of our ministry initiatives, everything we're about. That really is the end goal. And our vision, when we think of our vision, it's really more focused on how we work towards achieving our mission or our end goals. And um, we have those vision statements written on the coffee shop wall in our church over here on the building. It says, encounter the Spirit, empower people, and embody Jesus in our city. And those are the three statements that together help form our vision and, and who we are and what we're about and how we go about trying to make fully committed followers of Jesus. They describe in part who we are, but also in part who we're becoming. Perhaps a suitable metaphor is our vision statement is similar to a set of blueprints on an active job site. We're still in construction, there's more to be built, and maybe even a mess once in a while, and things are kind of in process, but you can go to a job site, you can go to a building that is coming together, and you can begin to get a sense and a picture of what it's going to become. And part of our vision is to inform that construction process, it's to inform who we are as a community, what's the end goal, where are we going, who are we becoming? And in Philippians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul describes living his life focused on God and heavenly things rather than living his life focused on himself and the passing things of this world. In Philippians 3, it says this, Paul's words say, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forget the past and look forward to what is ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. The Apostle Paul is the first to admit in his own life, I'm not perfect. I've got a lot of work left to do. He's got a picture. He's got an end goal. But he knows he hasn't made it yet. And that is similar, I think, in our own lives. Nobody here is perfect. There's all things. Sometimes it could be maybe feeling overwhelming or discouraging. Or like, man, why am I stuck here? Why haven't I seen things change? Or why do I kind of repeat the same things or the same cycles? Paul says, look, press on. Keep going. Don't give in. Keep trying, because no one's perfect. And in some ways, that those three vision statements represent the goals we're working on towards as a community. It's what we're working towards, what we're becoming. And the Lord isn't done that yet, and we're making room for that in our church. And I wanna begin our series by looking at our first value, which is encountering the spirit. What does it mean to encounter the spirit? Maybe you're hungry for more activity of the Spirit. Maybe that phrase elicits some excitement for you and you're kind of like, yeah, let's get going, come on. Well, maybe that phrase concerns you. Maybe it comes with some baggage from some past negative experiences or maybe some spiritual abuses that you've been on the receiving end of. That phrase might even confuse you in what it really means because there are so many different views on the Spirit's activity in the church today. We participated as a church community. There were a number of people from our our, our congregation, from our church body, that attended the Ignite Prayer Gathering, which is a regional prayer gathering. Churches from all over the valley were invited. And it's very interesting, you go to that kind of a gathering and you can really see how different kind of views and interpretations and different experiences in the spirit shape our faith. And we come together as the bigger body, but a lot of times it feels maybe not so much like like my body or my local church or the, the, the community I'm a part of. And so we are a part of a church community that holds a certain value and holds a certain ethos on on who we believe and see the Holy Spirit being. So what does encounter the Spirit mean for us here at the house? Well, we believe that the ministry of the Spirit is alive and active in the church today there are some doctrinal teachings that would teach that the the gifts of the spirit and the ministry of the spirit it ceased to exist at the time of the apostles in the early church we don't see that in scripture seems to be pretty clear our experience and through church history that the holy spirit is alive and active in the church today and in fact the holy spirit is given to the church promised by Jesus, given to the church so that when he ascends into heaven, the Holy Spirit is left to empower and equip the body of believers to usher in and welcome in God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And part of the role and part of the ministry of the Spirit is to empower us as his people to be ambassadors for the kingdom of God here on earth. We believe that the scriptures teach that the spirit of God is still alive and active. And so at its very basic level, encounter the spirit means to experience the life-changing presence of Jesus. It's when we know that we know that we know Jesus is alive and he's speaking to us. It's when we know that we know that we know that Jesus sees us in the present moment of our life and we know he's good and he's for us and he's not against us. It's when we encounter who Jesus is rather than just hearing about him or filtered through other people and other ideas, but it's when we come into an encounter with him. And this happens on a number of different levels in our community. Uh, one Sunday a few months ago, I had a young mom in our, in our church who was just moved to tears during the service And at the end of the service, she came up to the front, she's weeping, she gave me a big hug. She says, it's amazing, like every single thing you said was exactly what I needed to hear. It's exactly what I'm going through. It's like God was speaking to me directly through you this morning. And it rocked her world, and she had an encounter with the Spirit. On another Sunday, recently after church, I had a gentleman come forward for prayer, and I said, hey, how's it going? I introduced myself and said, how can I pray? He goes, well, actually, I don't need prayer. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. He came forward, and he's like, I don't need, I don't need prayer. He says, I want to tell you that my ankle was healed this morning while you were preaching. He said, I went to like, hurt my ankle in volleyball. It was all swelled up. I couldn't hardly move it. I couldn't stand in worship. I could hardly walk. And I came to church this morning. And during while you were preaching, it got really, really hot. And I had to like, actually look at it. And and it like this, this heat kind of passed. And then it was like all the swelling was gone and I could totally move it. And I had all the strength and no more pain. I'm thinking, wow, that sabbatical worked. <laughs> I recently had someone tell me that coming to church is a newer thing for them. And they didn't really understand everything. They said, you know, something happened to me today in the music. I love it. They said music, not even worship. They said, something happened to me today in the music. I started, to, like I felt something and I just started to cry. and I just started to weep. And Like, what is that about? I love it when people encounter the spirit of God and they don't even know what it is. They don't even have the words or the language to describe it. And God is doing something and stirring something in people's lives. People encounter the Spirit when they open their heart to God for the first time at Alpha. They encounter the Spirit when they call someone in their community group, and their small group to come and pray for them because there's something going on and they need some support and some friends. We baptized a number of people this year and they all have distinct life-changing moments, encounters with Jesus that is their story, it's what God's doing in their life. Our worship community went on a songwriting retreat a few months ago, and they ate together and laughed together, and they had fun, and times of sharing and prayer together, and uh, one person said, you know, it was like the best weekend of my life, and God really, really met me. Pastor Canyon said it was like way less songwriting than he expected it to be, and way more like crying and sharing and encouraging one another than he thought it was going to be. But when we are together in community and we open ourselves up to the Lord and we encourage one another, we make room for him, it's like something unique and special happens, and that's encountering the spirit. It's when we touch something in the spiritual realm that is bigger and beyond what can just be explained away. I had my own spiritual awakening in grade 10, which is a whole other story for another day in and of itself. But um, when I got serious about my faith in grade 10, I attended a youth conference at the local Pentecostal church in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. And at the end of the service, there was a call for uh, to be filled and baptized in the Spirit. And so I went forward like a whole bunch of other youth. And uh, I prayed but I felt like nothing happened. And I went away feeling a mixture of disappointment and confusion, like is there something wrong with me? Did I not have enough faith? Maybe I don't believe, maybe I'm not good enough, maybe it's not real, lots of questions. Maybe you've been there before. It's like sometimes you can see the Lord working or stirring or doing something in other people's lives and you're wondering how come it's not happening in my life? How come they're getting it? How come they're experiencing it? How come God's doing things there in their life and in their home but he's not doing it and it can kind of just be discouraging and overwhelming and it's like a process to sort through all of that stuff and then about a month later I went with my mom to her little church and um, I came from like a a spiritual hybrid family my dad didn't go to church didn't embrace faith my mom had a strong faith background and she had this little hick hokey country church that she went to I didn't like it I wanted to go to the bigger, cooler church that had all the girls, and um, I started going, to, started going to youth there, and that's where I had my spiritual awakening. That's part of what God did in my life. But this one Sunday, I went with my mom to church, to her little church, and we're sitting there, and um, at the close of the service, the pastor says, I feel like there's a young person here today who's been struggling with the baptism of the Spirit, and they're hungry for God to fill them with the Spirit. And um, there were two people under 30 in the church that day, my sister and I. <laughs> and we were staring at the floor, like, oh God, oh God, oh God, let this just moment pass. Can we just get over this? And we shifted, and we stared at the floor, and we didn't look for Ida. It seemed like six hours. And, and, I, and I looked like this. I kind of opened one eye, and i kind of went to like look around to see what everybody in the church was turned around looking at me and the pastor up front was going and so i'm like who does that you know like that is just not cool and so there i am 15 16 year old kid get up walk to the front of the church all the way up down the middle aisle get to the front and they didn't like you know, start the piano and say, thanks for coming this week. If we don't see you before, we'll see you next Sunday. The coffee shop's open, stop by the info booth. The offering's under the Scrabble board. We'll, like, we'll see you next week. Have a great week. God, go with... No, nothing like that. I went to the front of the church and they called the elders of the church forward so they could lay hands and pray for me. And there I stood up at the front of the church while the men and the elders of the church laid hands on me and I was filled with God's spirit. And my mom was sitting in her seat, weeping and crying, watching her son be filled with God's spirit. And I can't tell that story without emotion, without remembering the specialness of that moment and how that moment marked my life. And my mom saying, afterwards saying, you know what? If there's one thing that will stay with you, if there's one thing that will hold your life, it's that moment in God's presence, and she's right. Moms, don't give up on your kids. Stand in the gap. Have faith. Believe for them. But God knows, and God is faithful, and that moment impacted my life. That moment in God's presence, that moment, that encounter in the Spirit shaped me and changed me and has stuck with me. And church, if there's one thing we need more than anything else, it's the life-changing presence of God in our lives. Encountering the Spirit of God is a key part of our church's vision because there are some things that only God can do in our heart. And it is a special thing when we have those moments where we encounter something in the heavenlies, we encounter something deeper in God's presence, and it goes beyond the motions of coming to church and singing and all this, and it's like something happens. And our vision for the house is to encounter more of the Spirit together. If you want to know where we're going, who we are, who we're becoming, that's our goal. The pastors meet together every week. We debrief on our Sunday services and different gatherings and ministries. And we plan for the weeks ahead and where we're going and what we're doing and every detail. And I can tell you this, you probably know this, but it goes it's worth saying, I have never once... Been in a meeting with our pastors where we've said, whoa, that got a little real. Maybe we should back off a little bit. Every week, Lord, how can you work? How do you want to work? How can we respond? How, we put so much focus and time into thinking, let's, let's help kind of create those moments where we can encounter your spirit. It's what we want to be about. We sang about that very thing earlier today. And Jess, who is leading worship today, did such a good job, is even moved at the words, even moved in the moment. Say, when you walk into the room, everything changes. Darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring. And when you walk into the room, every heart starts burning. Nothing matters more than just to sit here at your feet and when you walk into the room, sickness starts to vanish. Every hopeless situation ceases to exist. And when you walk into the room, the dead begin to rise because there is resurrection life in all you do. That song is a declaration of what happens when we encounter the spirit of God together in community. It's why we gather together for worship, because things can happen in our heart that only God can do. It's interesting, one of the things we learned during the the COVID episode or period, which we hate going back and even thinking about that, one of the lessons we learned was we can preach and you guys could watch at home and kind of track with us and we'd do the sermons and you could kind of follow along. But the worship experience somehow didn't translate at home on Sunday morning with a cup of coffee in your pajamas. Like there's something different, there's something unique, there's something special about being together as the people of God, worshiping him, making room in our heart, making room in our church to encounter and experience something deeper It's special. And today's message focuses more on why we encounter the Spirit and less on how we encounter the Spirit, in part because we can't reduce the Spirit of God down to a formula that we control. Sometimes it feels like everyone else but me is experiencing something in God, and why isn't it happening to me? But I would say this. I know that God responds... To hungry hearts and there's promises in scripture it says if you seek you will find if you knock the door will be open if you posture your heart and really encountering the spirit always begins with a posture first seeking the Lord hungry for him open to him and that's our church's vision for our times together it's why we worship. It's why we try to make room. It's why we try to create those experiences together. If we would posture ourselves to encounter Jesus. Psalm 63, uh, David reads a prayer, gives a prayer. It's really a prayer of posture. I'm gonna invite the worship team to come. We're gonna get ready to close. And uh, I wanna just read this over, okay? And uh, we're, we're right near the end. Stick with me as we look David's prayer, which is really this prayer of posture to encounter God, says, oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better Than life itself how I praise you I will praise you as long as I live lifting up my hands to you in prayer you satisfy me more than the richest feast I will praise you with songs of joy this is David's prayer in a dry and weary land perhaps not unlike Canada perhaps not unlike the church day, perhaps not unlike our own church or our own faith, our own encounter with Jesus. Maybe it feels more dry than it does alive and vibrant. David's prayer is not one of deflection and not one of blame shifting. He says this, he says, my soul thirsts for you in the midst of a dry and weary land, he says, your unfailing love is better than everyone and everything else. And I will lift up my hands in prayer. I will sing with my lips songs of worship to you, even though it may feel like everyone around Is different or not engaged or not there, that's what I will do. I will respond to you. David knows that nothing else satisfies the soul like having an encounter with God's Spirit. And so, church, as our value of encountering the Spirit, when you read that on the wall, When you come in every week and you get your coffee and you visit and you say hello and give a hug and you look up at the wall and it says, encounter the spirit. I want you to be reminded that that is an invitation of posture for us all. To say, Lord, I will lift up my hands. I will sing of your praises. In a dry and weary land, I turn to you, for you are far greater and far better than anyone and everything else. Maybe you're here today and you're at a place where you know that you need to posture yourself again before God, to open your hands to worship him, to center your life on him. You can do that this morning. You can make that fresh invitation this morning. And I, I scripted out a little prayer based on David's prayer. I wanna pray it over us. Pray for you today. So I invite you, why don't you even in this moment, would you close your eyes, maybe just open your heart to Jesus. And if there's that element of invitation or posture, maybe even to just hold your hands open before God and say, Oh God, you are my God. And I search for you in a dry and weary land. My soul thirsts for you in a country and a city that is parched and without water. And you are the only one who can satisfy my soul. And as a community, God, we lift up hands in prayer. We will sing songs of praise because your unfailing love is better than life itself. And Holy Spirit, we make room for you to do What only you can do. Would you fill us again? Would you fill my heart? Would you fill the lives of those in our community that are here, that are struggling, that are discouraged? Maybe would you fill with your spirit in the lives of those that had past encounters with you, but... That's yesterday's manna, and it's been just a long time since something fresh has happened. Jesus, would you fill us again? May we make room for you. May we posture ourselves for more of the Spirit to encounter more of you. In Jesus' name.